Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everyone and welcome back. It's been a long time coming, so do apologize for this uh, delayed episode, but again, I just wanted to get a recording out. You know, I have been uh, wrapping up with finals. In fact, like I've pretty much finished up with everything, so I feel like I'm at a good point to uh, record and edit, release content. It's just uh, been caught up with a lot, which I don't think y'all will blame me for. It's just got to focus on school and getting my career off the ground so yeah it's just uh the next stage of my life right just uh I do have like fall to register for uh but that is you know I only have like two classes left for that so pretty much like the the major stretch of my uh school uh is pretty much done you know once my grades get posted I will be moving on so yeah I've been looking forward to that so, yeah, there's just a lot to talk about in this episode. Really, at least just like kind of touching up on what's been happening with me. And, of course, there's been a lot that's been happening in the country, in the world. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even have any articles. I'm just going to be, like, you know, talking because there's just so much to unpack. And uh, moving forward, I will be more, uh, excuse her, the cat. <laughs> I'll be more concise with that. Um, but, yeah, it's just... Uh, just trying to get this out um this is a a interesting point in my life i guess you know it's just kind of you know it's kind of hard when you get in the point where you've been struggling for so hard for so long and then you're kind of in a point of stability but it's still not enough like literally i live pretty much like overdraft to overdraft so it's just like i don't i, I really am trying to budget like i don't even, like the only times i eat out is like payday because I have to treat myself. I mean, I, you know, I don't do shit, but otherwise I am budgeting and still not enough. I just got to find better work. And then, you know, I apply and I just pretty much have to sit and wait for somebody to respond. At least I do have an interview tomorrow and I've actually um, registered for some courses for like life and health insurance. So I just hope that I get that finished up. But yeah, it's just a lot. I mean, like, one of the guys actually today was saying like, oh, can you uh, come down? Because we have like a little meeting or business event. And I'm just like, oh, oh my car is a piece of shit. <laughs> so I can't like I literally can't drive because my car will break down. It's just uh, it's just weird being in my position where I'm pretty much at, like I'm poor. Like that's really it. Like I'm poor. And then stepping into this like business professional world. And like there's just like I- I'm just not there. I don't, I don't even know how I'm going to get. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just don't know what this is going to look like. This is going to be a completely alien environment for me. Again, I don't like corporate office, like white collar environments. I really don't. And uh, But that's what I have to do in order to like get off my feet and have financial stability. So that's, you know, that's the thing. Like I'm doing all this work and uh, finding work and getting you know, stability, but it's purely a transition. Because that's not really what I want to do for my life. The, the real 
goals that I have, you know, part of this is, you know, the podcast and uh, other content creation. Yeah. And as I, as I said, you know, I want to buy land and possibly start a farm or, you know, do some other uh, things. So it's all like stuff that I have to work towards, which like, I don't even know if I'll accomplish it, but I just have to work for it because this is just the life that I want to live. You know, that's all I've ever done. It's just try to live my life. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's just been so much happening and yeah, there's just uh, a lot to touch up on. So that's at least what I wanted to, to talk about in this episode. But I'll be talking about some other subject matters and other uh, events just to expand on it. At least, as I said, I don't really have any articles today. Just at least touching up on it because there's still so much to process. And there's been so much. That, like, it's like whiplash, you know. You're just like, and I truly try not to be like shocked or surprised by anything anymore. But it's just like the next day, like something raises the bar and you're like, wow, like we're really here. Like, you know, that's just it. But at least uh, before I continue, I do want to thank those who are, you know, tuning in. I know, again, as I said, I've been kind of uh, unactive for some time, for a couple months. Again, like I just had so many papers and uh, projects to finish up and then also had to work. And uh, yeah, it was just a bit too much. So that's like the, the thing about me, like, I can't like hustle and grind like 24 seven. Like I can't cause it's just going to wear me down and then I have a breakdown and then it gets worse. And that's why I like to take it easy or at least, you know, take some time for downtime cause I have to relax. I have to decompress cause there's more damage and there's more detriments to like my productivity, my mental health, when I'm just like working, working, working. And then the work that I do, that's like, pretty much grinding me to the bone it's just enough to get by to the next paycheck and then i'm still like stuck in this position and then i'm being told that i'm uh, falling behind or whatever you know that i'm stagnating even when i'm like really like working so again that's the thing about life is you can put in a lot of effort and you can put in like pretty much like everything into it and it will never be enough you know that's just the way things are you know it's just life but you know you just got to do your part and the judgment that may come you know i've I, i'm like a lot of times i'm still very like insecure like i you know I, I do care a lot about what people think of me and i'm trying to like do better on that but yeah man you know it's just hard whenever you're in a uh when you're a person who's a bit different uh, again, you know, I talk about how I might be autistic, so I do have some quirks and such. So, you know, I have that being a little bit neurodivergent, and then also just like not being fully established in a career. And I don't know, I just find myself in environments and situations where I'm just not being respected or I'm like ignored. Like, and you know, I, I'm trying to, I'm starting to get to a point where like I don't care about it, and that's like a good attitude at least. But I really just, I don't know why people are like that. I don't get why people are just mean. I don't know. I realize now that it's not me because even when I have a bad day, I don't take it out on others. So it's just people being rude or, you know, being judgmental and shallow. It's just, that's just the way life is, you know? Yeah, at least like with my neighbors sometimes, like I try to like have some contact, eye contact, or, you know, try to like say hello. Again, I'm not really like a big small talk person, like, I'm not going to like just hold somebody hostage and be like, oh, how are you doing? Like, you know, I just try to 
be a good neighbor and still you know you just get ignored or you get like i don't know like i don't even know how to describe it i don't want to be like that kind of person that people think that i'm up to something but again people are going to think what they want to think there's not much else i can do but just be a good neighbor at least i know that in, in some sense it's not entirely me because some of these people they just have you know they have like loud cars like uh, one guy he has like this loud truck and he literally like blasts it in like eight nine in the morning when everybody's so sleeping in the, in the morning like one time i was taking out groceries and he like literally like blew out my eardrums like my ears are still ringing a bit like it's yeah yeah this is the kind of people that I have to live around so that's why i get like worried sometimes when it comes to like uh, a crisis situation shtf like i try not to be like oh well all people are bad and oh they're gonna they're gonna you know go crazy but when you're surrounded by people like this it kind of gives lets me uh it gives me an uneasiness you know it's, it's, it makes me a bit nervous because i'm just like can i trust these people in a crisis situation because even like now when i'm trying to at least you know be cordial like i still get ignored or i get treated like some uh you know hermit or i don't even know how to phrase it like it's one of those things where like you get treated a certain way and then it makes you a bit insecure and then you go into the next social situation carrying that energy because you're still dealing with this oh like oh people think i'm weird or people think i'm bad and then you go into a new social situation and then carrying that energy i don't know i'm really like you know i've been doing therapy counseling just trying to like build up the self-confidence trying to like uh let that i guess judgment kind of just like wash off on me you know because again i'm not doing anything wrong I, I mean, i'm just living my life that's all i've ever done yeah but you know sometimes you can't fix what people think of you yeah i mean i just want to get along that's that's all i really care about but anyway you know that's just uh <laughs> that's just yeah What's wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I think she's in heat. She's been like yowling all day. But uh, yeah. So, you know, just at least to touch up on just some personal feelings and this, the next stages of life. Again, I, I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm just getting by. And uh, it's just interesting seeing, um, you know, other people and you know, friends, you know, they're getting into, you know, more stability, getting married, like a lot of girls that I know now are getting pregnant. So, you know, it's good for them. Like, like, honestly, like, you know, it's nice to see people like building their families and you know, get into that new stage in life. Um, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, I, I try my best. I try to get out there and try to, I mean, I'm trying to establish myself in a career, but at the same time, it's just like, I don't really even know what I want to do. I mean, this is what I want to do, but there's just so much that I have to build up to, and then I have to do it myself. Like, I don't really have much support on that. So it's, um, you know, it's just interesting when you see people doing the things that you want to do, and like, you know, it's good, and you want to like take some notes on it, but it's like, there's so much that I have to build towards. Like, really, like, I still just have like this little laptop here and it works well and you know it has good graphics so I can at least you know run run some software editing programs uh, but yeah man I just need a bit a better set 
Like I really do. Like I've never had like a proper like uh, computer like you know system. So I really need to save up for that. But I gotta save up for so much more. I gotta fix my car. I mean that's vital. Like I gotta fix my car. Like I can't uh, drive with it. I mean I can drive to get groceries, which is like barely two miles away. But yeah, I can't put that on the. Yeah, I can't put that on the road in Houston. So that's what I'm just trying to figure out. That's why I'm trying to get new work. But then that's the thing too. Now I'm getting new work and trying to step up in the career ladder. But it's more like it's like I'm trying to step up on the career ladder, even though like I'm in such a low uh, class position uh, with not much like finances saved up. And a lot of the times with these like professional environments is that they're already kind of expecting you to have that stability and to have that uh, wealth. So it's more like, you know, like I have to get into the job to make the money to be st stable. But then you get into the job and they're already expecting you to be on that level of stability. So I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know how to frame it. It's just, you know, when you're poor, it's your fault. That's really just the attitude. Even if I do work. And I try to, you know, make the moves that I need to make. You know, anything that bad happens to you, that's your fault. You know, that's the attitude here. But, hey, you know, that's all I can do is just live and get by. But, yeah. <laughs> it's just so much, you know. At the very least, I will say, you know, I've been kind of, you know, I've been glad to have a productive semester. Uh... I had some classes, mainly history classes, and I had like one like editing class to take. So I've submitted those assignments and papers. Like I had a, a dissertation uh, to to do, uh, which is like it was like an eighteen uh, long page, you know. And what I did was I wrote essentially like the entire history of the Comanche Nation, like a Comancheria, uh, and I. Yeah, it was pretty good. Like, I'm pretty impressed by what I did. Like, I pretty much, like, had enough to, like, write a book on. I don't know if I would write a book, but it was just, like, a lot of research. Like, I literally had to look at, like, Indian Bureau uh, reports from, like, the 1870s and 80s. Uh, just, like, taking, like, primary source accounts. You know, primary uh, documents from, like, the 1840s with the... Because there was this raid... Like a little war that uh, the Comanches and the Texans had. So I read some documents and reports. And it was just really interesting to get that done. And it really taught me how to like actually like uh, research, do history research, which is what I want to do. I want to be a historian. You know, that's uh, the degree field that I want to pursue, even though it's not the most lucrative. But it would make me happy because I like research. Like I was literally just like doing this research and i'm like fuck man i really should get paid for this because like i can write good i can do good research you know uh, it's just it's just fascinating when when i pick a degree path that i'm actually passionate about that i'm good at and i excel at it because i mean like with my past you know, years in college i've been like kind of like just in and out of degrees because like i just didn't know what to do i'm like oh well i'll do Computer engineering, because that pays well. And I'm like, I'm not really the best at math. Well, then I'll do psychology. What is wrong? What's going on? <laughs> she just keeps meowing. What's wrong? 
Are you feeling okay? What's wrong? I don't know what's up. I think she's in heat, but yeah. What was I saying? So you're picking a degree field that you know that I'm good at, that I'm passionate about. It's just like what a shock. I actually do very well with my grades and I actually, you know, know how to yeah, I just it's just crazy to me how whenever you pick a choice, a path that gives you purpose and happiness and it's discouraged and it's like looked down on. And it's not even like a bad career path. It's just like, it just doesn't make the best money because it's like a, a humanities degree instead of like a business major or STEM degree or a law degree. I mean, like people have told me that. They're like, oh, you should go to law school. I'm like, why would I do that? Like, like you know, people who say stuff like that, like, you like you really don't know me. I'm like, oh, I well, should do an engineering path because, oh, no, the money's good. And it's like, I don't want to be an engineer. I don't want to be a lawyer or a doctor. Those aren't the fields that I want to do. I want to be a historian or whatever you want to do, you know, you just do it because there's only one life. And what's the point of like working at a job that you hate, but oh, well, the money's good. So I guess I got to do this. Like you're like, come on, man, like get real. It's probably why all these boomers are so like jaded and cynical because they only focus on like the career that will make them a lot of money. And then. They have nothing else going on for them, so that's what they have to consume, because that, like that's literally their life. They work and then they consume, and then that's the life that they live. And they think, like that's just that's just normal. It's like it's not normal, but you know you can't really speak to boomers because it doesn't really matter to them, like the moral or ethics of the situation. What matters is the control, uh, the power, and the wealth. That's what matters to them. So that's why they only tell you to pick careers and jobs and. Uh, degrees that are going to pay a lot of money because that's all they care about and then if you pick a historian like degree path like history is important like it's very important and you know especially now more than ever and still it's just like something that's like oh well it's like a hobby like if i if i say that i'm a historian i, I just know that somebody's going to be like whoa well, what papers what what books have you posted it's just like dude like and again this is from somebody who's like hasn't even done like an inch not even an ounce of research into any historical subject outside of like what was like immediately like assigned to them in school so that's the thing about about me like if i had just like stuck to what was taught in the schools and didn't do anything outside of my own on my own free time like any research on my own time yeah i would probably not be as uh well informed as i am now but that's because I, I'm a person who I love history. Like I'm passionate about it. Like that's what I, I dedicate myself to learning, you know, and political commentary, you know, and such, you know, because this is we're, we're in a stage in world history that, I mean, of course it's unprecedented because we're just like living in unique conditions, but it's, we're really at a crossroads. And in a lot of sense, we've already made, we've already picked a path that, uh, isn't good. <laughs> um, chances are the world's not going to get better. Again, this is what the show is about, right? It's the collapse. It's just uh, what we've had to deal with, what you know, the situation that we're living with, and people want to ignore that, and that's okay. If people want to ignore that. I understand that not everybody's going to have the time to research and 
you know, it, I get that. It's normal people live normal lives and they're just, they just want to keep their head low and it's just whatever, you know. But again, you know, ignoring this isn't going to keep them safe. And that's just a lesson that they have to learn on their own. And again, if nothing really comes of it and everything turns out okay, well then great. That's, you know, that's the attitude that I have. I say these things that are, for, for a lot of people, they're scary and they're, you know, it's hard to unpack. And so they transfer that fear, not on this like abstract issue, like these social issues, these political economic issues. They, they transfer that fear onto the person who's telling them about it, even though I'm not in control of anything. Like I'm just telling you what's happening, but now you're afraid of me. Not because of anything that I'm saying, like, oh, we should do this. It's more just like, this is what's happening. And again, you know, that's just them. That's just people uh, living in fear. Like, I'm under no illusion that there are people who are close to me who would absolutely, like, turn me into the feds. And they've probably already said something because, I don't know, people gossip. And there, there's a lot of people who are snakes and they just, they don't care <laughs> about justice or they don't care about what doing the right thing. So who knows? I don't know, man. Like we're going to enter a stage very quickly where people are going to start like turning their neighbors, their family, their friends in. I mean, this is what's been set up. It's going to happen. Like we're like this, this fascism is escalating. I mean, it's already here. The fascism is already here, but it's escalating to a point where it's really going to be like people turning against each other. And it, I mean, it's already happening. It's just like going to escalate. And we're seeing so much uh, police brutality. We're seeing this normalization of uh, dehumanization, you know, death, and particularly of like the most vulnerable portions of our society. So like just recently, we witnessed uh, the execution, the lynching of a homeless person in New York. By the name of Jordan Neely. So this is something that's been making the rounds. And it's, you know, it's really a tragedy to see that happen. Uh, to see this man who was homeless in mental distress. Literally, like, having a breakdown because he's starving. Because he has no food or water. And he's saying, I need help. And I'm fed up. Somebody help me. And of course, like, he's agitated. But like, what the fuck? Like, if you're starving, if you're, you know, schizophrenic, probably, you know, with uh, drug addiction, drug issues, like all, all these litany of problems, like, yeah, you're going to be a, a bit erratic. Like, that's just, but, you know, they only see the person at the end of that stage and not their whole life story. And then it comes out that, like, he's actually like a subway performer, pretty regular, like beloved uh, subway performer, Michael Jordan, Michael, Michael Jackson, uh, impersonator and he was good i mean like some of these videos like he was like a really good dancer and you know he's young and he's like really like getting it and people are like oh wow oh, like people liked him and then you know who knows what happened but then he ended up being homeless you know begging for food and water and then this fucking marine uh ex-marine chokes him out 15 minutes just like Kill, they just kill him, and then he gets away scot-free. And then, of course, you see these conservative dickheads uh, making excuses of it because, 
they just they just want to normalize violence. They're violent people, conservatives. Like again, like I, I there, there's so much talk of unity of like, oh, we should learn to get along. No, these, these people are fucking Nazis. There's no there's no space for any sort of compromise or friendship with these people. It's just there's just none. They're not interested in it. There's very real agitation. Like these people are primed to start a holocaust. Like they're pretty much saying they want to start a holocaust. And then there's another incident that I'll touch up on later that explains even further just how they're they've been agitated. These conservative talking talkers and commentators, which you know, to avoid any you know legal issues, uh, I won't name. But these shooters and these people, they're naming them. So, you know, whatever you want to say on that. But at least what in the instance of Jordan and Jordan Neely being executed for being a homeless person, uh, being an inconvenience for commuters, these bourgeois commuters, it's like, oh, well, that's just it. Like, we just got to kill homeless people if they become a problem for us. Because that's normal. And this is interesting, you know, just speaking as somebody who has lived, like, temporarily like I was living out of my car, so like I've experienced firsthand what this uh, homeless crisis is, and it's a crisis. It's an existential crisis. It really is. It's apocalyptic in some of these places. I still, I still think back on my time in Albuquerque. There's so many homeless encampments, and people just like walking around with like uh, shopping carts, and I'm just like, holy shit! Like, wow! Like, this is crazy. This is com- this is inhumane. This is a violation of human rights. That this is okay and normalize it. And this is, and it's their fault that they're homeless. And then if you talk about putting uh, these people in homes, oh, well, they're just going to mess up their homes and they're not going to take care of the place. Well, I've seen, I've delivered to plenty of houses as a, as a DoorDash driver or apartments where like these people, they have jobs. I mean, they can afford a place to live and they don't take care of their homes. So like, yeah, it's just like, you know, the, the cruelty is the point. The, 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 the dehumanization is the point. Because capital is more important than human lives. And that's freedom. That's true freedom and liberty. But hey, you know, it's like, at this point, it's like, all I can do is comment on it. And, uh, you know, I wish I would be a little more active and like with political organizations. Again, I just don't have the time for it. But yeah, man, you know. It's like, at this point, it's like, you don't even really have to like, because there's talk of like, oh, you just want to overthrow the government. It's like, no, um, the government is going to collapse and implode because like, there's no will to actually fix anything to make sure our infrastructure is intact. Like, don't even get me started on infrastructure. We'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, but the infrastructure, um, the, the people, like taking care of the people, like, no, like you're on, you're on your own, fend for yourself. And then, you know, it's like if you actually understand like history and the, the, the fall of empires, the collapse of empires, um, doesn't matter how like professional and strong the militaries are, if the conditions at home have deteriorated, if there's just complete dysfunction and inefficiency with the infrastructure, if the people aren't being taken care of, like the empire implodes. That's what happens every time. You know, the elites are, dis- are disconnected, they're hoarding wealth. And you can look at any empire, the Roman Empire, you know, all the different dynasties in China, uh, like all these different empires in history. It's always a consistent theme where there is complacency, where um, the again, the elites are just completely disconnected and corrupted. They have no interest in looking out for the people. 
They have no interest in maintaining the infrastructure so that the country or the nation, the empire, can actually like function. <laughs> like none. There's just no interest. And then it keeps getting worse. And again, it's not me. I'm not doing it. I'm just the one talking about it. But hey, you know, if you talk about anything that's bad, well, then it's clearly you're the one who's doing it. So, yeah, man. You know, there's going to be a time where intellectuals and uh, you know, left-wing agitators, quote-unquote agitators, they're going to be increasingly isolated. And this is a very hostile country. This is a very hostile country to any left-wing or intelligence uh, intelligentsia. You know, this is a... There's going to get a point where there's going to be some real brain drain, where people are just going to leave. I wish I could be in a position to leave. I mean, part of it is that I want to be around to help my mom, but at the same time, like... You know, the thing is, like, you know, they tell you, oh, just leave. And it's like, it's not that easy. Like, I have to have, like, a career. <laughs> like, I have to have something so that a country will allow me to go in. I mean, who knows? I can still look for countries to easily move to. Like, some, like I, I don't know where I would go. You know, it's probably, I don't know, Colombia has been looking nice. You know, that was like a, a country I was like, maybe like I would either have to move to like an English speaking country. But then again, that like it's either Australia or Canada, definitely not the UK. <laughs> um, um, I don't know if I would be in Europe, but, you know, it's either that or, uh, you know, a, a Spanish speaking country being that I'm a partly a Spanish speaker. I need to, you know, I need to practice on my Spanish more, but. I could probably move to a Spanish-speaking country or Latin America, uh, and you know, in Latin America, there have been some left-wing governments in power now. So, I don't know. I don't know if I would do that, but it's on the table. It's just, uh, I yeah, I have to make plans. Or chances are, I'll just stay here in Texas. I don't know. I, I really wanted to move away, but now you know, at this point in this stage, you know, I've been kind of too. Uh, yeah, now I have too much to like just walk away from. You know, part of the reason why like I tried to like run away and like live homeless is because like I had nothing going on, like literally nothing. Everything was going bad, and so like the attitude that I had was like, well, if I have nothing going on and people are gonna treat me like some bum, I might as well do it in some place where I'm a stranger. You know, that's the attitude that I had because like, it, you know, it it sucks when you're treated like. I don't know how to even describe it, but, you know, it's, it sucks when you're, like, being disrespected and judged in, like, an area where you went to school with people or you went to work with people, people who are, like, essentially family. And I don't really have any family outside my nuclear family in the state. But, yeah, it just sucks when you're constantly being in these social environments where you're not really disrespected and valued. And I'm not saying that I haven't been, like, an idiot in my, in my own instances. Like, I've been, I've been a dickhead sometimes. I, I get that, you know. It's just a, a lot of growing up to do. But at the same time, man, like you know, I'm a person. You know, you know, I'm 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 not I'm not a bad person. I've been I made some mistakes. Who hasn't made mistakes? But dude, like you know, why am I why I gotta why do I have to live in an environment where like people are pretty much being openly disrespectful and hostile to me? And like for for the most part, I'm like a pretty polite person, or you know, just trying to get along with others. You know, it, it's just whatever. You know, there's only so much that you can do. Again, this is where I get like I have to address my insecurities because, like, if I'm getting judged, I actually like try to take that like, because I try to take it as constructive. So it's more just like maybe, maybe I'm doing something wrong. What what 
do I have to change and address? You know, but other times, like, there's nothing you can do. People are just being shallow and judgmental because they just want to look down on somebody who's different. And that's, that's, that's the only crime that I even committed. I, I'm just slightly different, and that is a threat. <laughs> so I just, yeah. I mean, again, you know, this, this state and this place is not my home, so there's really no attachments here. I really have nothing, you know, except for my mother. That's the only thing keeping me even remotely around. And even that, like, I don't even, like, I haven't been in Houston for, like, at least over a year. Like, I'm really trying to drag this out because, like, I do not like that place. I just can't live there. You know, my mom talks about buying a house, and I'm like, I'm open to buying a home and we can live together, but I'm not doing it in Houston. It's just not happening. So, any like, you know, again, like, the area that I live in is not even, like, the middle of nowhere. It's just, like, you know, it's just, like, small town, country town. But, I mean, it's close enough to civilization that, like, I mean, if she wanted to go visit some friends in, in Houston, like, it's literally, like, a two-hour drive. You know, it's just, yeah. But, I don't know. I think for her, when she gets older, my mother, like, I feel like living in some quiet, you know, country area, like, I think that would be good for her, honestly. But she's not open to that. So, I just have to do my work and save up and then as i said you know, buy some land buy a house if i'll ever even accomplish that um just trying to keep an eye on the housing market which could go either way i mean you know i um yeah again i'm just keeping an eye out because it's just like there's just so much that i have to do and uh just plan for and you know, eventually start a family Again, like, I, I don't even have, like, a dating life. Like, it's just non-existent. <laughs> it's just, like, I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm just getting by. Like, I just I just work. I play my games. And that's really it. Like, this summer, like, I have no plans for any vacation because I have to work. That's all I have to do. Like, I yeah, that's, I, I can't do anything else. <laughs> it's just whatever, man. Just get by, you know. Just survive. That's just, that's literally just my life. It's, my life is... It's that uh, end mission in Halo Reach, and it's literally just objective survived. <laughs> That's literally it, man. And, uh, you know, yeah, I don't mean to be all depressing, but, like, this is just, like, the situation for, like, not just me, like, a lot of people right now, you know? We're just doing what we can. But, you know, again, I was talking about Jordan Neely, and I was talking about just how... There is this, this you know, rationalization of, you know, dehumanizing the poor. And it's just, you know, again, you saw in so, so many outlets, so many media outlets where they try to frame it as like, oh, there was an altercation and he tragically passed. Or it's just like, no, he was murdered. He was fucking lynched. Okay. And it wasn't just the guy doing the chokehold. There was like some other guys like holding his legs and arms. Like, dude, this is like, this. it is so normalized to hate on homeless people and basically if they feel if they're like viewed as a threat not even like doing anything threatening just talking loud like literally like he like that person like he could have said oh here's some loose change here's some here's some cash or hey at the next stop i'll buy you a snack or some water you know like they have concession stands at these stations so like just do that but no kill him choke him out for 15 minutes and the people want to act like it's an accident it's like, no, man, he held that for 15 minutes. He cut off the blood flow in his brain. 15 minutes, that is death. So, 
I don't know, man. And this is not just like a, an incident that, like, I, like I have something personal to say about it. So, like, because this is like an, an issue with like these um, bourgeois uh, commuters in New York, you know, namely Manhattan, where like it's starting to become gentrified, where like the communities that are living there, they just can't afford to live there because uh, all this like white petite bourgeois, these yuppies, trust fund babies, they're moving in, driving up the rates, and and you know it, it's just crazy. Um, like, uh, there was this person that, like, I knew, you know, for some time, again, we weren't, like, too close, but this was just, like, somebody who I, I was familiar with, and they started posting pictures of, like, homeless people at these stations, and not even, like, these homeless people doing anything wrong, but literally just, like, she was just, like, ugh, this is gross, like, Eric, Mayor Adams, do something about this, NYPD, and it's just, like, like, what really ticked me off where it was, like, it was, like, this elderly man, like, all, like, gray-haired, like literally just sitting down, like eating out of a cup, you know, or like just like he had like a little sign and he's not he wasn't doing anything wrong. He's just sitting there. And then she had to post this with disgust. Ugh, that really pissed me off. And I said something there and I'm like, you know, this isn't OK. You're normalizing dehumanization. Um, that person is literally just sitting there minding their own business. And this was like I think it was like. I don't know, it was either in like january or like it was still like the cold winter months so like that person was pr pretty much like taking shelter in the subway to escape the cold and then she's just talking like that about him. i'm just like this is what i mean man you know they just normalize this hatred they normalize this you know dehumanization and it's going to continue it's not going to get any better and again this is like like where, where's the logic you know where's the logic in like creating this housing market that is just unaffordable and like you know nobody can be homeowners they want people to be renters and even that with renters like the, the rates are too high the, the the rent's too damn high <laughs> and yeah man it's just like where's the rationalization what what do you think is going to happen when the housing market when the rents you know, property taxes, they become unaffordable and people can't live there. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> but you, you can't even speak to that, to these landlords or to these like capital owners because they just want to, it's just the next quarter. We need growth and we need targets met. Uh, that's, that's all that matters to them. Even if like it's getting to a point where customers can't even afford the products and the goods and the services, just keep raising it. <laughs> so this is a, collapse of like of an intern like their own doing okay like they're they're creating the conditions for their own downfall and then when once the downfall occurs then they're going to transfer the blame and scapegoat immigrants they're going to scapegoat minorities they're going to scapegoat the mentally ill the homeless uh pretty much like you know it's just so fascinating how when, when this like far right fascist like radicalization happens like the blame is placed on the most vulnerable portions of the society it's never the rich and powerful or at least the rich and powerful that's like oh they're gay or they're you know slightly socially progressive it doesn't matter how like uh financially conservative they are even if they're like completely like uh you know like again like the democrats and the republicans when it comes to the dollar they're on the same page so so it doesn't matter that they're on the same page about the dollar. If they're like slightly progressive or inclusive, woke in a sense, you know, it's going to be a Holocaust. That's what's going to be. Again, as I said, at least like half, I wouldn't even say half, like a good portion 
of the right wing, you know, Republicans, just any kind of conservative right wing uh, affiliation, they are primed for genocide and Holocaust. That's what they want to do. They're going to frame it as some sort of defensive action because their way of life is under threat, but they're the agitators. They're the ones who want to kill, and they're the ones who are inspiring uh, these mass shootings, as we'll talk about in a moment. But yeah, man, this is just like, it's crazy. It's just what's happening with this world and this country, and it's not getting better. It's getting more hostile, and we're getting now uh, into the 2024 election, and who knows what's going to happen. That's all I got to say. And, you know, part of the the hope with this new job, you know, trying to get more financially stable is to uh, prepare, you know, my defenses. That's it. I mean, that's all I have to say on that. But again, you know, I have a Second Amendment right. I know we're having this conversation with guns and, you know, AR-15s in this country, but it's, it's too much. There, You know, again, like, I'm only like I would prefer not to have a gun. I would prefer not to feel that I need to arm myself, but that's not the situation that we're living in, and we're, our lives are very much under threat. And you know, this is for minorities. You know, being a Hispanic person myself, uh, but also in the queer community, you know, people of color, uh, and again, the the working class. I mean, pretty much all vulnerable portions of our society. Women, like I. Well, we, I will never apologize for advocating for self-defense, for taking up arms to protect yourself. I mean, that's the right that's given to you by the Second Amendment, is it not? And I'm not even like pro-Second Amendment, but it's just like, it's like, oh, these rights are for me, but then if other people exercise it, then it's an issue. And that's really what it is. I mean, again, you see some conservatives that talk about, they're suddenly concerned about mental health. Whenever there's a mass shooting, even though they always cut... Uh, you know, the mental health services and funding, like, they're always concerned about it. Oh, it's always a mental health problem, and then they do nothing to address it. But they only want to say it's a mental health problem so they can target their undesirables. So if, you know, a trans person wants to arm themselves, they can say, oh, well, they're mentally ill. <laughs> you see? Like, that's, you know, that. so they, they believe in gun control, but it's only to disarm their opponents because they want to, it's power. It's control. That's all that matters for them. So, yeah, I mean, that's um, sort of what we're up against. And there's just uh, this political agitation that's going to keep getting you know, escalated and escalated. And as I said, you know, we have the 2024 election coming up and that's going to be a clusterfuck. Um, and uh, I don't know, man, I have no faith in the Democrats. Like really, really none. Like, if I participate in the election, I might vote for some legislators or county officials. But when it comes to, like, you know, like, I might vote for a senator but with the presidency. I'm just going to opt out for that because I just have no faith in it. And, and like, they, 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 with the presidency, they just put somebody out there and they're saying, you have to vote for this guy or the fascist Nazi will, will get in power. But it's like, dude, like. The one of their big things, the biggest thing was was like Roe v. Wade. Like, oh no, we got to put Biden in power to protect Roe v. Wade, and then we lost Roe v. Wade. <laughs> and it's you know they're going to escalate that further. It's just it's done. You know, we're just waiting. We're just buying our time. Um, and who knows? And there's some other things happening because um, a lot of the stability that we have now is due to the power of the dollar. And there's some things happening with China, with you know the Arabs. Um, you know, with other nation states, you know, with their, 
they're, they're essentially stepping away from the dollar. Like that is a major threat. <laughs> and who knows what could happen with that? Because if the dollar gets affected and no longer becomes the world you know, reserve currency, ooh, who knows what happens here? That's all I got to say for that. So, you know, as I was talking about, um, because there's so much to touch up on. It's just so much. It's just, you know, it's like you wake up one day and then you're like, oh, there's another mass shooting. Oh, look, there's another industrial accident. Oh, look, we're, we're getting, you know, something else happening in, like with Russia and Ukraine. Like, oh, we're getting really close and closer to an escalated conflict or who knows, man. It's just so much bullshit, man. And you can only sit and watch. That's all I can do is just watch it unfold and just be like, well, just uh, enjoy the ride. That's all I can say. <laughs> I just, yeah. But, you know, as we're talking on, you know, mass shootings are, you know, they've just been happening. And again, there's been another mass shooting in Texas and in, in Allen, Texas. You know, really tragic. Yeah, it's just, you know, that's just a fact of life here. That is, uh, I, I don't even know. Because, again, I am pro-gun. Like, I am pro-AR-15. But I'm not blind to the fact that there needs to be extra measures to ensure that if somebody has one, that they're properly qualified and are not a threat to society. Now, of course, for those others who are like super, super anti-gun, just having a gun makes you a threat. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, if that's your perception, then you, you, you know, the gun isn't really the problem. I mean, I mean, there is a gun problem. But in this instance, when you say that somebody's a threat, it's not really the gun. Like, you already viewed that person as a threat. So, like, yeah, it's just, you know, like, for, for myself, you know, when I bought my own uh, rifle, like, I got so much, like, yeah, people just went hysterical, and they just, like, they thought that I was going to, I was up to something, and I'm just like, holy shit, like, this is what people think of me. Based on no evidence, really. Just, the only evidence was that I bought a gun, and that was it, and then now I'm a threat, even though, like, I've never been in a fight in my life, never been in a jailhouse, like, nothing. No, no history of violence. I've been surrounded by violence, but I haven't directly participated in it. So it's just like, <laughs> again, you know, people are going to just, they, again, it's not even something that I did. I, like, I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, I, I went and took some training courses. So, like, I did my part to try to at least have some certification to, to and again, this is Texas, so it wasn't really even much. It was just literally like I did one range day, and oh, there you go, license to carry. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, this is this is too easy. Like I was like, yeah, this is way too easy. But you know, I tried to at least uh, have some training for that. But again, that doesn't matter for people. Or you know, they would say like, well, if you want a gun, just be a cop. Like <laughs> that was the response that I kept getting. I'm like, wow, like this is what. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, again, like it's just getting to a point where I'm like, you know. There's just a disconnect that I have uh, with others. It's really through no fault of my own, no no adverse actions or any like irresponsible, reckless behavior. It's just that's the label that they place on you, and they're just set on that. But as I was at least talking here, because this mass shooter, and again, this is what the thing with these mass shooters is like. It it's the most obvious like people, the most obviously like violent like people imaginable, like a. Uh, you know, this guy, like, I don't even know his name, but he was like some uh, Hispanic guy uh, in Texas. And he was a fucking Nazi. Yeah, like he had SS tattoos, swastikas. He was a fucking Nazi. And he kept posting all this like far right, uh, radical uh, t content. I mean, he would like directly post screenshots and he would say directly, I'm inspired 
Um, again, I don't want to name anybody to avoid any problems, but yeah, he directly uh, he, he directly cited um, a TikToker. I'll say that much. There was a TikToker that you know who posts regularly about like uh, leftist, you know, liberal stuff, um, and other uh, individuals, political commentators. Who and he's saying directly like I'm inspired by this, <laughs> and still like they're just like we could have never seen this coming, or they're trying to say like it's a psyop, or oh you know oh he's Hispanic, how can he be a Nazi if he's Hispanic? It's just like they're fucking idiots, man. But this is what Twitter has become now that Elon Musk bought Twitter, it's becoming 4chan. Like now I see all the time like some fucking neo-Nazi or some pedophile. I don't even know why like this is showing up on my feed, but it's just like I guess because other people are calling it out, but. It's just like, what the fuck is going on here? This is becoming 4chan. Like, literally, like, I don't even use, like, Reddit anymore. Like, I went I went away from Reddit because I'm just like, this, this shit sucks. I mean, it always sucked. <laughs> I should have never been on there. But I was just like, this sucks. And, you know, at least on Twitter, I can talk to, like, other leftist communists and, you know, at least try to form a community through that. But now it's being overtaken by these fucking uh, Nazis. Like, actual fucking Nazis, dude. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> My goodness, this is like one of the biggest social media platforms in the world, and then Elon Musk bought it, and it's just coincidentally, all these Nazis now are getting all these followers and getting like thousands of likes and retweets. I mean, you know, there a lot of them like could could be bots, but at the same time, like maybe not. <laughs> There's like a lot of like far right people that are active on the internet and you know organizing and inspiring uh, these mass shootings. Like again, like the the thing about when we talk about these mass shootings is that we're we're making it like a mental health problem a gun problem and yeah those are real aspects of it that that is very true but the issue like this is kind of like the the full issue of it really is this far right uh, white supremacist terrorism that's what it is these are domestic terrorist attacks that keep happening yeah some of them haven't been domestic terrorists some of them haven't been far right uh you know it, so it's not that's not entirely the case, but a lot of them are. I, I'm pretty sure if we actually like addressed, like if we actually like went ahead and I like dude, I guarantee you, if like some socialist or communist, which won't happen because socialists and communists don't do these things, but if some somebody did this, a mass shooting in the name of socialism and communism, oh my god, you you fucking kidding me, man? So like, there would be outlaws, you know, oh uh, national terrorism. A registry like dude like they would fucking crack down and purge all kinds of like leftists and, and socialists but you know we have like somebody who's like openly saying uh this like openly parroting uh this uh neo neo-nazi talking points these replacement theory talking points that you'll hear from uh, from these commentators from like you know fox news hosts you know like they they like Fox News is just like hate propaganda, white supremacist propaganda. So this is like the, you know, and they'll they'll directly post the talking points. They'll you know, in the instance of this Alan Shooter, directly post, say directly, I've been inspired by this uh, right wing political commentator. Um, it is nothing. Nothing happens to them. But if a, if a communist or a socialist did these sort of things, oh my god. Dude, like, don't even get me started. Like, a national registry, oh, this is terrorism, and a purge, and... Yeah, man. This is gonna happen. Uh, it's just... This is what we're living in, man. They, 
this country. I mean, people talk about civil war like it's a theory, like it's some idea. Like, no, it's it's real. It's a real thing, but it's you know it's low level. It's um, I mean, these are basically like insurgents. So like they're just in the shadows. Well, not even in the shadows because they pretty much like post it openly. So it's like we're allowing this terrorism to just fester. And then they're going to get more organized because, again, these, these shootings, they only really happen with, like, one person. So it's going to get to a point where it's going to get organized, where there's going to be multiple individuals. They're going to target malls. They're going to target schools. They're going to target hospitals. I mean, pretty much anywhere where people are congregating, you know, they're going to do that in the name of white supremacy, in the name of their neo-Nazi movement. It's just, you know, this is what's happening. You know, again, like... You know, I've been reading about stuff like um, in Italy, there was a, a period, not necessarily similar to this, but it's just like a low-level like uh, terrorism, low-level uh, you know, uh, clandestine operations like uh, called the Years of Lead, you know, from like the 50s, 60s, all the way into like the 80s and like even early 2000s. So you had like right-wing, far-right, far far-left communist groups, you know, uh, you know pretty much neo-Nazi, like literally like the Mussolini fascist groups making their moves and make a, you know, kidnapping, bombings, assassinations, you know, they're you know, also dealing with the mafia. And this was in Italy for like pretty much for decades, you know, and this is, uh, this is how I think about in our situation, like what's happening. Uh, we're not in the point where like, we have like actual like terrorist groups, you know, these, again, these attacks are really happening like one off from individuals. So there's no real organization. But we're getting to that point. It's uh, escalating to that point. And yeah, man, you know, and I have no doubts that like if that were to escalate, that like the FBI and the CIA in an effort to crack down on, you know, if there are left wing paramilitaries, they'll partner up with these fascists and these Nazis. They will. I mean, they already have. They already do that. And like all like they did that all during the Cold War. <laughs> so they'll, they'll absolutely do that at home because the lefts are they're more of a threat. <laughs> Not the white supremacist Nazis. No, the, the left-wing communists, they're the real threat. And that's what we have to hit first. Like, this is, like, one something that I want to do, at least, um, you know, when at least we get the fall opened up. Because I want to interview some people. I want to ask them. I'm going to be like, who do you view as a bigger threat to this country? Nazis or communists? Like, I just want to ask. <laughs> and I want to see what kind of responses people have. Just, yeah, man, I just, I really want to see. But... It's crazy what's happening here. We're just, yeah, these things are just spiraling and escalating. And uh, yeah, man, again. And another thing that I've been observing is like, as I said, because I talked about this homeless crisis that we have and how normalized dehumanization is. So this is where I've noticed that like in our, in our society, dehumanization is normalized. And so... It shouldn't be a surprise when we see the most extreme aspect of that dehumanization, which is these mass shootings. You know, again, somebody who goes out for you know goes out to a shopping mall and starts shooting people. Should, like this this fucking asshole, he shot a kid, babies. He like he killed a whole family. Like there's like a six year old that got like uh, basically orphaned. Somebody who does that isn't a human person who has no human feeling. Doesn't who doesn't value life. And what what do you do with that? You know. And again, this is the most extreme aspect of it, but then we have to also acknowledge the subtler, the subtler forms of dehumanization. 
with our housing crisis. Or, you know, people are who are homeless, they're animals. They're not even viewed as animals. Like, if there was, like, a stray dog or cat, like, they get spayed, they get neutered, they get, like, oh, they get their vaccines, or, you know, they put into a shelter for foster care. But when it's a human person, nothing. They're just, like, they're just stepped over. You know, they're just stepped over, and, uh, again, if they if they cause any problems, they, they you can pretty much just kill them, and then the cops won't do anything, because, like, that's secretly what they want to do. Um... Yeah. And then now we're seeing with the homelessness, like they're starting to like make proposals to like, oh, we're going to house them, but we're going to put them on these prison barges or we're going to put them on some like a camp or so it's like, you know, it's just like, it's like, oh, we have a solution, but the solution is a Holocaust. <laughs> it's like, that's pretty much what it's going to turn into. I just, I don't, this is completely inhumane. It's just inhumane. And then it's just like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's what we got to do. If you talk to like normal, regular people. Now, that's why I don't fuck with these suburbs, man. It's these people, they're fucking, it's just full of Hitler particles. Like, you take a Geiger counter, like, it's just going to like, yeah, man. Like, you don't even want to like, try it. Again, man, like, I just don't fuck with these suburbs, man. Because like, it's full of Hitlers. Little Hitlers. Uh, yeah, man, like, crazy, crazy. But yeah, I mean, like, they would normalize it. They would say, no, this is the proper response we got to do. And uh, these homeless people, oh, well, they just don't want to get jobs. It's like, bro, like, do you honestly look at this person who's, like, having a mental breakdown, who's starving, um, you know, probably has some drug addiction issues, just, like, just get a job. Yeah, no, he can just get a job. Are you going to hire him? <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, he should get a job. Well, are you going to hire him? Oh, no, because he's a drug addict and he has mental health problems. Like, oh, there you go. So it looks like he needs help. <laughs> I mean, a lot of times it's like, you know, it's like you didn't even do anything to prevent it. Like you're just like you've already made up your mind that this is a lost cause. Well, yeah, because like you left them to fend for themselves. And now they're, you know, yeah. oh, well, I mean, again, as I said, like there's, there's just a, a normalization of dehumanization, uh, very little empathy, or kindness and uh yeah, man, this is just a mean, grumpy place. America is just like a mean, grumpy place where, you know, you're you're on your own. And fuck it. You know, it doesn't matter how close you are and what kind of relations you have. It's fuck you. I got mine. And nobody owes you anything. But, hey, you know, if something bad happens to them and then they start getting that same treatment. Oh, my God. Like, again, it's just it's crazy when you think about it. Like these people who are so quick to dehumanize the poor or the homeless, like if they, if they, for whatever reason, like it, I have this like idea to make like a Freaky Friday, like sort of situation where like the, the soul of like a billionaire could switch with like a homeless person. And then like that billionaire has to wake up and they're like, what the fuck? Like what happens? And it's just like, and they realize like, oh shit, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a fun concept. I mean, it will probably never be made at least with you know, because we have this writer strike that's happening. So, like, all the movies that are come out, they're going to come out now are going to be trash. <laughs> it's just going to suck. Yeah, but, I mean, again, this is just dehumanization of people being left to you know, fend for themselves. And when that starts to become the norm, there's no sense of community, of leaving something behind and fixing the world's problems. That's how things get worse and they get declined. I mean... I don't know, man. I try to explain myself to people and they just tell me, oh, just don't focus on that. Just work and make money. And it's like, do you not realize that like that's not going to keep us safe? 
just like ignoring the world's problems and just working and make money like do you really think that's going to keep us safe but again they just don't want to think about it again it's like yeah, with Americans, like if they don't think about it, then it doesn't exist. It's not a real problem until it becomes too expensive to ignore, until it really like starts directly affecting them. So it's just, yeah, I don't know, man. Again, that's why I don't really have like interest in running for political office in this country because it's just like I really don't like America. I don't like Americans. I just don't like this place at all. It is not a respectable place. <laughs> I know, I know, some misanthropic and. Uh, it's just like, it's just too much. It's too much. You know, maybe with the new generation, because this new generation has become more left-wing and progressive. So in that sense, there's a bit of hope. But yeah, man, like, we're just not leaving anything behind. There's no interest to leave a legacy behind. Our legacy is this decline and collapse. And then it's like there's this de decline and collapse, which, like, is not even a secret. Like, a lot of these people who, like, openly deny it, they know what's happening. They know things are getting bad, but they're not directly affected by it, so they don't really have to make any effort to make it better. Which is, like, it's, like, you know, which is, um, yeah, which is incorrect because, like, they will get affected by it. <laughs> so it's, like, you're ignoring something that you don't think is going to affect you when it is going to affect you. It will affect you. But, hey, you know. You can't really say much else from that. I don't know, man. There's just some things where, you know, there's only so much that you can do. There's only so much that you can say. And for some people, they're just going to have to learn in their own time. They're going to have to learn uh, just from the direct, uh, yeah, just from the direct experiences. And by that point, it might be too late. So that's just what's happening. So we have this dehumanization of the homeless, this uh, dehumanization that leads to these uh, mass shootings and massacres. There's no sense of community. There's no sense of leaving something better because it's fuck you. I got mine. I don't owe you anything. You know, you have to make your own thing, light way in life. You know, it's like you're like people will throw you into a situation that they know that you're not ready for. And then they give you a hard time because you're struggling when they knew that you weren't going to perform well. When they knew already, again, it's like the cruelty is the point. The, the hard lesson is the point. And that's where, like, you know, I try not to fall into this, like, uh, mentality of just, like, hostility or, like, just, you know, fuck you. I don't, like, I don't like having, like, this fuck you, like, attitude. I really don't. Like, I really try to get along with people. But some people are just, you know, you can't. There's nothing left to say. There's just there's just hostility. So it's just might as well not engage with it. Why am I going to put myself in a hostile situation? Why am I going to subject myself to that anymore? Not to get too personal, at least about my, my life and my situation. But yeah, man, it's like I, I'm really trying to put my foot down because I don't like this treatment. I don't want to be treated this way. And the problem... Like it's the, the problem is like, oh, well, I'm not on my feet and I'm not being stable and independent. And then when I finally say, hey, you know what? I am going to put myself and my mind to the path that I feel is good, best for me. And I want to be treated with respect. And I don't want to be, I don't want to have to deal with hostilities. And if that's too much, well, then we're at an impasse, <laughs> you know? It's just, I don't know. It's just, I yeah. 
I just think about the situation with my family, with my personal life. It's not, it's not the best. I'll be honest. It's just, we're just getting by. And again, it's like, it feels like I have to be the savior, which like already, like if I'm in a situation where I have to save anybody, then everybody, then it's already a bad situation. So it's just, you know, and I'm trying to find work, but at the same time, it's like, I can't be put in a career field that I hate (laughs) because like, I'm clearly not going to perform well. It's like, what, like, what, what logic is that? Put me in a career field that I hate and then act surprised when, like, I don't perform the best because I don't care for this job. Okay, yeah, I'm getting off topic. But, you know, again, it's just, like, there's just so much that's going on. And, it, you know, it's just, like, there's only so much that you can do. And I really am trying my best. You know, it might not be enough for some people's high expectations, but it really is, like, taking every last bit of me. That, you know, it's just there's only so much that you can do. And people are going to make their judgments, even when if you start doing the right things and start going your own way, they're going to find some other thing to get on. You know, oh, well, now you got your degree. Now you got a house. Now you got to get a house. And you got a better car. Now, now you got to have a wife and kids. And then it's just like, and it's just more and more. And then I do. And then like, if I have kids, well, now it's like, what are your kids doing? Oh, are they, are they star athletes or are they going to get like, you know, it's like, dude, like, holy shit. Like, yeah, man, it's fucking ridiculous. It just doesn't stop. You know, keeping up with the Joneses, that's what it is. So after a certain point, you're like, bro, like, fuck off. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Again, nothing makes any sense anymore. Like, I was talking with my mom. And, you know, these conversations that we have, you know, we try to talk about our situation. You know, trying to at least, you know... Get, you know, get better, you know, by home or trying to f- just get more stability. You know, she's, um, it's kind of sad, you know, when you start hearing from your mother where she's like, I don't know what's happening to this world. Like she's starting to have the same, like, like, you know, it's, it's, it's sad whenever like somebody starts having that pro- thought process that like I've already had for like a, well over a decade, you know, um, like, wow, like the world isn't getting better. Like what's, what's happening. People are being rude and mean and you know, and it's just like, <laughs> I mean, all I can really do is just be like, yeah, that's, that sucks. But I mean, I already know about it. I already know what it's about. So it's just, you know, you're just sitting there watching somebody have that thought process of like, things might not get better and things are in decline. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, man, it's a real tragedy. <laughs> it's just, you know, just getting by. Uh, trying to fight and survive and claw our way throughout this world and trying to, you know, get more established. But again, you know, it's like I try not to get too hard on myself about like my station in life because like I don't have the same advantages or like like the generational wealth that a lot of these people do have that I'm like I'm getting compared to. Okay, like I'm getting like I'm up against people who have like decades, centuries of generational wealth and nepotism behind them. Okay, so, yeah. They're going to get better. They're going to have that stability and they're going to have that success because they actually have the support system. Because generational wealth is the main factor of success and stability in this country. It, it, it is. You know, all this talk about oh, entrepreneurialism and all the bootstraps, like it's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. It's just an excuse so that these trust fund yuppies can still walk, run away with the bank and then, you know, just set up an internship for their kids or 
you know, a startup company. Yeah, again, you know, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, all these fucking idiots, these billionaire idiots that everybody acts like they're suddenly like, oh, all these all these billionaires and these like uh, shareholders that people want to act like, oh, they're oh, they're established and they're they're entrepreneurs. No, they they had nepotism and generational wealth behind them. Okay, I mean, with Elon Musk, he's fucking. You know, family owned an emerald mine. Like, dude, like, get real. Yeah, man. You know, and again, I'm not even that kind of person. I'm not. I'm not in a. Because uh, again, there, there. This is attitude that you're supposed to be like an aggressive hustler. Uh, you know, it's like I'm not like that. Okay, and that's just not who I am as a person. But again, like, you know, what? what you know, I, again. It's just like if you're slightly different, then it's a problem. Even if it's not something that you've done, you know, nothing that like anything bad. But you know, people just want to like judge you, like oh, if you don't watch sports or if you don't watch movies or, or I mean, I watch movies, but it's like if you slightly live a different way, then it's weird and it has to be like looked down on, even though like it's nothing bad. So I don't know, man. Again, I just. Again, as I talk about, like, oh, I don't have a tribe. And, yeah, I don't really don't. Like, I don't have a tribe. And this is a very tribal, like, time that we're living in where, you know, if you're, like, if you're not in the in, if you're not in the in group, then you're an outsider and you're a threat. <laughs> so I just kind of have to learn to live as an outsider until I find my my tribe. <laughs> That's really just trying to, to build up for that. But, you know, we're talking about just these general trends in our society uh this uh I was talking about mass shootings you know the homeless you know dehumanization um and then I was slightly talking about uh infrastructure deals because like you know we've had we're, we're just having a declining infrastructure so it's like we have this social decline uh this alienation this um you know estrangement you know I was actually like reading like a, a report that showed that like Family estrangement is at like a record high and like it's, it's continuing to rise. So like people are becoming estranged with their parents and children. I mean, I, I can speak in my situation. I'm not, I, I just really don't have a relationship with my father. I'm just not interested in maintaining that. Um, you know, with, uh, you know, sometimes with my sister, like there's some distance as well. Again, like I don't, I don't even know what's going on with her and we're just not really seeing eye to eye. Um, and it's not like, and it's not like something that like, oh, we can work and talk it out. It's just like, it's just a fundamental difference that, you know, in a lot of ways, like the best way to manage it is just not to bring it up. So again, it's not that I don't want to be involved, you know, especially if they, you know, if she plans to have kids, you know, I certainly want to be a good uncle and to help out, but it's just like, there's just that distance because there's just a disconnect, you know? So anyway, you know, so there's that. There's the economic uh, issues, the political issues we're having. There's the social uh, tribalism and uh, you know estrangement that's happening. I mean, it's really just like a breakup of all these different family and uh, social connections. Again, like you know, a lot of the times, like I start losing touch with friends, and it's not even I don't even know what happened. If I said anything, they just don't want to talk to me anymore, and it's just like getting ghosted. And again, I'm not saying that like I don't have my own issues, and I'm certainly having to do a lot of growing up. But yeah, man, you know, there's no sense of like, hey, let's talk this out because like you're my friend and like, you know, if if we have a problem, you know, I would have the respect to bring address it and try to work things out because I value the friendship. 
other people don't value it. So, I mean, if people aren't going to value me, then that's their problem. It just sucks that like we're at this stage where like if somebody is of no of no value, even if there's all this history behind it, oh, well, you're of no value to me, and then you're just gone, no contact. So, I don't know, man. I mean. You know, people tell you to make friends and then it's like you put yourself out there and then like you get that response or and again I, I know that I have my quirks so I'm not saying that like people are always like it's not saying like oh well I have no issues like no I have some quirks I get that it's just at the same time you're dealing with Americans and typically Americans are very shallow uh, very self-centered and tribal <laughs> it's just the way it is because I always find myself like getting along more with people who aren't from America like, yeah, people who aren't from America, like, I get along just fine, like, no problem whatsoever. But then when it's an American, it's all these different problems because of, I don't know, I, I don't even know. Like, I'm not doing anything wrong. Like, I approach people with respect and politeness, and then it's just like, I get this stink eye. And I'm like, bro, we just, I just talked to you, and I just said hello. I don't know, man. It's just whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's so many factors. So we have these political, economic, social problems. Um, and then now we're starting to watch this decline within the infrastructure, within our industries. And I have to say, you know, there's been like, I'm still like in awe over the situation that's been happening in Ohio and East Palestine, or Palestine. I'm not too sure how to pronounce it, but yeah, that chemical, uh, like the train derailment, the chemical cleanup. And I say cleanup in quotations because they really just burned it. They burned it. Um, poisoned this ecosystem, this community, this giant plume of smoke that like pretty much like covered like portions of Ohio and Pennsylvania. Like it's a real like industrial like accident and like they just covered it up and nobody talks about it. Like I guarantee you if I brought it up with like, you know, some situation and be like, hey, like, this is what happened. This like that should have been like a national emergency. Like some like it should have been, you know, again, like it, it was touched up on on like uh, some news outlets, like they were they they reported it, but it's not like they they just said, oh well, here's an industrial accident. Like it's just like a normal thing now to have like this industrial accident and these chemicals in the air and in the water and the soil. It's like, dude, and these people, these community members, they're gonna get poisoned, and uh, it's ridiculous what happened. And then so there's that media like silence. You know, they didn't really, like, report on for what it is, which is, like, a national crisis. You know, the president hardly even made any comments on it. Like, he should have been straight up just been like, hey, this is a, an incident. Like, we should have declared a national emergency. The state didn't declare a national emergency. In fact, these fucking state governors and these fucking, uh, you know, these senators, like, they, they just, like, said, like, oh, well, look what happened here. Oh, like, they, like they're trying to deflect the blame. Like, so it's not their fucking state and their responsibility. It's like... Where was the federal government? Like, you didn't declare a national emergency. It's like, if there's no declare, declaration of an emergency, then there can't be a federal response. Like, that's how it works. I mean, this is what they want, right? For small government. And then, like, when there's a crisis, where's the government? Like, dude, this is just, wow, man. I just can't, I can't fathom Republicans and conservatives. I just can't do it, man. Like, holy shit. It's crazy. And yeah, man, this, uh, you know, poisoning of the community... This uh, industrial accident is ridiculous. What happened? Um, like a real, like a real, like cover up, a real, like like industrial uh, incident, and still like nobody's gonna talk about it. And and, and there's just there there's more 
of these train developments. They, they keep happening. These train developments keep happening. These industrial chemical uh, incidents, you know, these plant explosions. Like there was like just the other day, there was one in like in Houston, like there was a chemical explosion. Like this keeps happening. And then <laughs> this is the thing too with like these Republican conservatives, like they're saying now, what's happening? Are we under attack? Like, like you cut all these regulations and safety measures and then your response to now this, you know, basically like collapsing infrastructure that's like pretty much like exploding because you guys cut all the budgets and all the safety regulations are under attack. Oh, we're under attack. There's a there's a black op operation. Oh, there's a psyop. Oh, uh, it's probably China. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started with the, the balloons, the, the Chinese spy balloons. It's fucking idiot shit i mean they're trying to start a war with china now it's just fucking ridiculous man like what the fuck is going on this country is losing its mind it's it is mass psychosis and it's ridiculous when you're like pretty much like one of the last remaining like sane people to be like no this is what's happening and then you're in a room with people who like just don't want to listen to it or like because now you're like the outlier in the in you know the now that you're woke right now you're a threat and then that's what's gonna happen man i've talked about i said earlier about like a brain drain but yeah man like yeah it's really gonna get to a point where people who are gifted and skilled and intelligent uh they're gonna leave (laughs) and that's the thing too when you're somebody who actually like comments and who's actually like who has a policy platform like hey this is what we can do to fix these problems the only response that you get is, well, why don't you leave? Because why don't you leave? Because all you do is talk about, you know, all you, all, you're only negative and you only talk about what's going on. And, and it's just like, and again, that's their response because they don't have a policy platform. They, they're they not serious about fixing anything. They're complacent. They don't have a serious ideology or any platform and they're reactionaries. So their only response to any sort of criticism or any sort of like, you know proposal a policy proposal is to attack it because they don't they don't they, they're afraid of change even when this change is beneficial and it's so obviously beneficial like you know again like i'm, I'm truly like i'm some like radical like oh, far far left radical it's like what what's so radical about my platform fix the infrastructure uh provide uh you know wealth redistribution affordable health care housing you know these these things that like you know, like for a lot, for a long time, I was like a social democrat, or like a, you know, uh, yeah, you know, like or democratic socialist. And social democrat, it's like there's two different terms, but um, you know, the, you know, when I was getting into the left wing, you know, when I was like, you know, still like left to center, and still like, hey, you know, we could have like like these billionaires and these elites, they could still be making a whole whole bunch of money. They could still have all these billions of dollars, and we could still have people living comfortable lives okay i mean that's what was in the 60s like there was like 90 percent marginal tax rates but now we don't have that and now it's purely like they're not interested in that they're not interested in providing comfortable lives for us they want to take everything that's what capitalism does it's domination they want to take everything and they want us to be slaves they want us to we're, we're cattle that's what we are okay we're we're just and again, this is like, this is a decline of their own doing, because this is not sustainable and it's not going to lead to anything productive. It's going to be just further decline as they you know take more and more. Um, 
you know, the, the middle class is shrinking. I mean, like, you could literally just, like, speak to anybody who's, like, remotely, like, middle class, working class. Like, literally everybody has some sort of financial problems. Like, man, don't you see that this is a trend now? Like, everybody seems to have, like, you know, financial problems and, like, you know, their retirement savings are going dry or, like, uh, you know, they're drowning in debt. Like, isn't that crazy? Like, pretty much, like, everybody is dealing with that except for, like, the, the uber rich, you know, the, the real, like, owners of this country. But us people, the working people, we have to struggle. And for what? Because this is somehow productive for us? You know, it's like poverty is like some character building experience, apparently. But no, it's a death sentence. And then, again, you know, as I say, you know, we have these uh, the decline in the industries and our infrastructure, which is really going to disrupt our quality of life. Uh, and again, I mean, like, you know, with the, you know, I live in Texas, you know, our power grid, oh man, I, it's a fucking joke. I, I'm, I'm worried about this summer because it's going to get hot and who knows, they could start doing rolling blackouts. I, you know, at least I will say this much, at least because I was uh, looking into the, the grid in my area and it doesn't appear that I'm part of, like my county is a part of like the larger like Texas grid. Like we're like, I think we're like in like the Ar Arkansas, Louisiana grid, which is like a little more. Uh, sustainable like it's the actual like federal grid because texas is independent you know they have the ERCOT system so at least in that sense i kind of have some faith that like we'll have consistent power because now we're getting to the summer it's going to start getting hot or at least you know currently with their um you know with our weather conditions it's been mainly like it's been mainly gloomy and raining and so like i don't mind that because like yeah we're gonna need yeah, because, like, the heat gets bad. Like, it, it can get, like, up to 112. I mean, dude, like, it's going to start getting to 120 at certain points. Like, it's just going to happen. And then also we have hurricanes. Like, the hurricane season's coming up. So I have to, like, prepare for that. I mean, the good thing, at least, um, with my food stores, like, I have some canned goods, you know, some extra rice. And I've been going to food pantries and saving up on food. So, yeah. So, in that sense, I am a bit prepared you know, at least you need like two weeks worth of food and water. So, you know, again, I have some preparations, but at the same time, it's just like, who knows, who knows what's going to happen. And again, you know, I get treated like I'm weird because I have my preparations. But then, like, I've lived through like multiple natural disasters where like the grid pretty much collapsed and then we had to fend for ourselves. So it's just like, you know, I'm not doing this preparations because, oh, I'm being radicalized by some like random like Internet user. Like, no, these are my direct lived experiences so like i have to do this because i've already experienced uh you know a situation and a crisis and i have to make sure that i'm ready so yeah you know it's just people are gonna again uh, people are complacent nowadays and you know nothing goes wrong and everything you have to think positively even though like it's so very obviously like we're, we're in like a decline of civilization it's so obvious but again you guys stay positive and you guys stay hopeful even though like nobody's really doing anything to make things better yeah i just it's whatever uh, so yeah so we have these political problems the economic problems we have the uh the infrastructure these industry collapse uh we have natural disasters and we're just holding out you know it's just like 
yeah, man, you just see the storm on the horizon and you're just like, all I can do is see it and uh, make ready for it. And it's not even like a storm where it's like, oh, no, it's going to hit exactly at this minute. It's like it could speed up or it could slow down. Like we don't know. It's just we don't know. And that's why I talked a little bit about uh, the dollar, because that's really the only thing holding this place together. <laughs> so China and the, uh, the Arab states, the, the oil, the OPEC, essentially, uh, I think even now Brazil and some Latin American countries, they're starting to make deals and they're starting to trade in local currency. So they are planning to step away from the dollar. And that is pretty big, actually. Like, that's going to be... Who knows what's going to happen from that? Because, like, they want to step away from the dollar. And that's the really the only thing that the dollar is... That's the only thing that's propping up the U.S. is the power of the dollar. Even though, like, regular people nowadays are barely getting by. You know, all these goods, these consumer goods... The inflation has made them unaffordable. Um, I mean, like, and you know, wages have been stagnant for like over thirty years now. Like, you know, minimum wage, no minimum wage increase. Like, you know, there's no, you know, they talk. It's crazy. Like, oh no, we can't raise the wages because that's going to cause inflation. Like, well, we got inflation and no wages have been increased, so maybe that's a crock of shit. <laughs> maybe that's some bullshit. You're just excusing that. Like, it, like all the, like all kinds of excuses to protect the owners and the billionaires, but not the people who are working, who actually uh, make the companies like function, who actually like, you know, who were essential workers. Remember that essential workers, but then there was no wage increases and all these essential workers and like the grocery stores and like these restaurant line cooks, they fucking died. They died from COVID (laughs) or, you know, they're either dead. They either died or they're like disabled now with long COVID. Like, dude, man, like, Again, some people still have this like haphazard attitude with COVID that's just like, oh, well, it's just, you just got sick. And it's like, no, man, this is an autoimmune disease. Um, it's like, it's essentially like a terminal illness. Um, I mean, now there are reports coming out that this could accelerate dementia, Alzheimer's, like, uh, or, you know, a predisposition, I think even to cancer, like just in autoimmune, uh, you know, dysfunction, like it's bad. It's really bad. And I've been really lucky not to get sick. Like, I haven't had the cold or the flu. I've been so isolated. And that's what I have to do now because nobody else takes anything seriously. Man, I just, I don't know, man. I, again, there's only so much you can do. You're going to look out for yourself. And again, I want to do my part to look out for my family. But they don't see the the threat. They don't see uh, these issues and problems that are arising. Especially since, like, you know, like in a lot of ways, like we really need to make plans to leave the state, but they don't see it. They don't, they don't really make any, like they, there's no, they have no interest in leaving. And I get that because it's not easy to just pick up and leave, but it's like, dude, like this place is going to get bad. And this is not our home. It's not. Texas is not my home. So I have no, why, why would I stay in the place that like I was pretty much dragged to that has been like a consistently negative experience? Um, that's like increasingly becoming like this is like literally becoming like a neo-Nazi like ethno state, like a Christian fascist state. Like this is what's happening in Texas or just in the South and all these red states. Like this is not our this is not a safe place. They don't see the threat, but this is not a safe place for us. And again, you know, there's gonna come a point where I have to pick me and or or them. And I mean, again, like I've said, once I get in a position to actually make a move, like I'm probably going to take it 
and I want to get judged for it. Oh, you're leaving us? It's like, bro, you guys want to keep staying in this place and it's going to keep getting worse? You do that. Because <laughs> I already told you enough times and it's, it's really obvious what the state is becoming. But yeah, this, again, Americans, you know, they don't want to think negatively about anything. Everything has to be positive, even when uh, the threat is real and like it's like literally right in their face. But yeah, there's, there's no threat to be seen because it's not like actively like like it might target some other groups but hey it's not going to target me so i'm going to be okay which is bullshit because it's always going to escalate especially since we're like we're literally hispanic we're fucking we're fucking dominicans like what oh yeah no they're, they're these neo-nazis oh they're going to give us a pass get the fuck out of here <laughs> my god wow man i just don't know man again it's like you're it feels like we're prisoners here like it really does like I, like, I feel like a lot of Americans feel that way. Like, we're literally prisoners. Like, we're just stuck here. And there's no escape. And that's by design. Like, they want us to be trapped here. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I've been talking and rambling. I was just like, again, like, I didn't really have, like, an organized, like, articles or anything to really touch up on. It's just, like, some major world problems and issues. So, next episode, I'll certainly um, have more concise topics and articles to discuss i just want to at least uh produce this and get something out quick just to like you know let y'all know that i'm alive <laughs> that i'm still trying to make content i just got um sidetracked and you know with some obligations but yeah i mean like i gotta get this degree i gotta get my career established and again i mean this is the stuff that i want to do full-time like i really would like to do it full-time but you know it's just only you know, I still have to support myself. So that's just, yeah. So, you know, the, the point of getting a career and getting more established is so I can get the funds together to really, like, uh, get the, you know, computer set up, you know, the, the hardware, the, the, yeah. Yeah, just to produce content. Yeah, as I said, you know, I'm studying history, so I really would like to produce videos and little documentaries like I've produced some videos for the YouTube channel, which, you know, uh, it's just what I can do at the moment. I mean, it's not the best produced content, but it's just what I can do. Um, I would like to very much expand on that. And at the same time, also just, uh, producing like let's plays, you know, cause I want, you know, I would like to be, you know, I like playing games and, um, it would be nice to just do some let's plays and, yeah, whatever, man. Again, you know, I've seen all kinds of people do this stuff, and it's like, why can't I do that? You know, I can certainly do that, and I have a lot of fun doing it. So it's just like, it's not impossible. It's just there's a lot of work to be done. So that's all I have to do. But at the same time, it's like I have to still provide some stability for myself and get established in the career, and then from that, who knows? Yeah. I don't know, man. There's just so much to unpack. There's so much to unpack. There's so much to, to get done. You know, trying to enter a, a, the next stage of your life. And yeah, you know, I'm 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 behind. But really, like, I feel okay with my position. So it's not even like, like I I feel okay with this the, the position that I'm in, especially considering everything that I've lived through, my experiences and the setbacks that I've had. Um, even even with all of that, you know, I'm pretty. Um, you know, I'm pretty proud of myself for getting this far. You know, I just wish 
I just wish it didn't have to be like a literal fight for survival. It did not have to be like this. I, I feel so jaded and so tired. Like, dude, oh my God. I just feel like, I don't know. Like, I feel so tired all the time. I just like, I, you know, I'm really out of wit my wit's end. Even when I'm like, you know, I'm doing everything right and this is never going to be enough. And I'm just going to be stuck in this rat race. But it's my fault. That's is my fault that I'm in this situation because that that is it's more convenient to say that you know it's easier to say that than except you know you know helping you know you know people want me to learn to be self sufficient and you know be independent all right but then like oh you never come around you're so distant it's like bro like you literally say to my face that you don't owe me anything but then you don't seem to understand. That I don't have no interest in maintaining a relationship with you. Even though, like, we're not even, like, family. We're not even blood. Like, you're just some guy that my parents know. You're, you're just people that my that I'm forced to associate with because my parents took me to, you know, some house for, like, a party. And then this is somebody who I have to call Tia Tio when, like, we're not even related. And then it's just like, get the fuck out of here, man. I just, this, yeah. Again, there's really nothing for me here. So, yeah. I don't know how long my mom will be around, but it's just what I can do and then after that uh, I'm, I'm free I'm a free agent I can do I can literally do whatever I want all right people want me to find my own life on my own path that's exactly what I'm doing it's just the path that you know my path is different from their plans path for me and again like you know my life isn't about you <laughs> this is my life and I, I I want to step up and you know be um I want to step up and be somebody who can live up to my responsibilities. But I also need to ensure that whatever path I take in this life, that it's a path that provides fulfillment and happiness. So if it's not providing that, then I have to pick a different path. Because it's only one life. Like, what the fuck, man? I can't, like, it's not enough for me to have a job that pays well. Like, I have to have some purpose with it. Because it's like, dude, like, 40 hours a week for a job that, like, you don't even care about because it pays good it's like that's not a way to live and i'm going to do that for like the next 40 50 years of my life and then it's just like and then like i, I already know i'm not going to retire like that's just not something that's going to happen it's just like but that's life that's just no that's just the way it is no that's the way it is my goodness man yeah and then we got climate change and all these other problems that are getting worse and yeah man it's just you know, things are good now, and I, I will savor that. And uh, for me, like, every day is, I mean, I'm not one of those people that are like, oh, every day is a gift. But, you know, there's some moments where I'm like, man, you know, this is a nice, this is pretty good, you know. It's like, it's like I did this. You know, of course, there were some people who helped, so I'm grateful for that. I just wish I could get more support. But, you know, at the same time, like, a lot of it has been me. A lot of it has been uh, this just... Uh, you know, me trying to do my part, trying to get by and be more established. And yeah, man, it's just, I don't know. Again, that's just all I can do is do my part. Stay out of trouble, you know, go to school, finish up this degree. That, I mean, that's all I can do. But, you know, there's some solace that I have in knowing that, like, literally everybody else is winging it. I mean, so it's just... You know, even if somebody wants to pretend like they have it all figured out, they really don't. Okay, those are the people who are like so cocksure about themselves. Those are the people who are the most lost, who are the most, uh, uh, I guess, disconnected. 
And again, you know, I really try to avoid being in a situation where I'm surrounded by like shallow, uh, hostile people, sarcastic or passive aggressive. But, you know, you can't always avoid it. So it's just, yeah, it's just how you live. It's just uh, the, 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 the circles that I have to navigate. So I hope in, in due time I can find the proper social circle where at least, you know, there's a common understanding where I'm not like, you know, I'm not feeling completely alienated. You know, like when you're in a situation where like you're in the company of others and um, like even if you all get along, like you'll be in the company of others and like there's no like problems, but you're still alone because like they're, they just don't fully get you. So. Like you might get along, you might learn to, to agree to disagree, but at the same time, it's like, like there's just no connection. Like there's just we have nothing in common. It's just, yeah. Again, there's just so much there. But again, this episode, I mainly just wanted to touch up on personal aspects. You know, at least I'm expressing some personal feelings. And I know, like, to, not to be weird about it, because it's just like, you know, if you're if you're open about some vulnerabilities some personal aspects of your life then it's like it's like a sign of weakness i don't particularly care because i want to be transparent i don't i really don't uh yeah i again this is like you know the way the reason i talk about my personal problems and you know what uh, you know i'm trying to build up towards is because i already know that there are people who are in a similar situation like myself who are trying to get by who you know don't necessarily have that person who can they connect with or at least uh i don't know i just want to create like a safe space for people who are like dealing with stuff you know either dealing with like dysfunctional home abuse uh you know trauma who you know who are feeling lost or you know again i just i would like to do that because i never had that i never really had anybody to connect with to talk about the problems that i'm dealing with and the environments that i'm stuck with and that's where I, that, that feeling of isolation comes in because it's just like, you know, I'm having these feelings, but then like anytime I express it, it's just like talked down or like it's attacked, namely by the people who are causing this pain. So it's just like, you know, it's a relief to at least, you know, because on Twitter at the very least, you know, there are others who are dealing with similar situations and then there there's a ways to connect with that. Other times it's just like, it's just hard because again, like, you know, when I talk about all these quirks that I have, like you know, being possibly autistic, it's like if I'm in the real world, you know, with at least, you know, this social circles that I'm stuck with, it's kind of like, oh, don't self-diagnose yourself. Don't, don't, you're just giving excuses for yourself. But it's like, no, man, like if I've had these like quirks and like these, uh, you know, behavioral problems that are a bit weird and people don't fully understand, it's probably because of this. It's probably because I'm a bit autistic. And again, like it's literally a spectrum. So even though like, yeah, I do talk pretty, uh, you know, I can articulate myself and, you know, pretty, you know, high functioning. Um, doesn't mean that I'm probably not autistic. So it's just like, I don't know. It's just like a reason not to like, it's like, it just sucks when like nobody wants to take the time to actually try to have sympathies or like try to like be like, man, like, you know, he has actually experienced a lot. Like, no, it's just like, I don't care. <laughs> That's just uh, the world. That I'm stuck with so yeah I um again there's only so much I can do and you know stay out of trouble um just try to find new work I mean again like I feel like I'm gonna get fired any second that's why I'm trying to like find new work because 
I don't know, man. It's just, again, like I'm just jumping from job to job because I don't know what to do. And this is not the work that I really care about. Like, I really just want to have the position that would work for me and provide stability. But then all these entry level jobs to like, it's literally paycheck to paycheck. And, and it's just like, I'm, I'm really trying. <laughs> I really am. Otherwise, I would have had to like, again, like this idea that I'm supposed to have like some six figure internship, like. What, what kind of expectation is that, man? Like, dude, like, wow. I just don't get it. I really don't. And this is just like, this is, you know, again, this is just a disconnect in uh, the world that we have to live in. So, yeah. Again, yeah, this was just a bit of like, I guess more like a journal or whatever. Just like an audio blog. Just like, just at least a release and let y'all know uh, that I'm going to get back into hopefully regular uh, releases and, and podcasts and you know the next episode i'll have more uh articles and proper like sources to actually like cite and to get that out so again this is just something that i have to just get out and uh just talk again this is just one of those episodes but yeah as i said i do have a patreon and i have a youtube um i do have like an anchor sponsorship so those are at least uh, other avenues that y'all can check out and support me on. This is just at least uh, something to at least get back started. Because again, you know, getting close to graduation, you know, trying to get more established with the career. And yeah, I mean, the hope is like, you know, so I can save up, get better, you know, computer systems, hardware, software, and see what happens from that. But yeah, otherwise, I'll uh, leave it with that. So certainly feel free to check me out on uh, Patreon, YouTube, on Anchor. And uh, yeah, otherwise, I just hope you all have a great rest of your summer. The summer's starting up. As I said, I'm just going to (laughs) work. So at the very least, I can sleep in. So that's uh, good. But yeah. So yeah, otherwise, you know, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it those who are sticking around and I'm just trying my best to get more established with this. But otherwise, thank you and have a great rest of your day.